Shalom everyone, Netanyahu is forced to delay the judicial overhaul effort in the Knesset. The Palestinian government is now crumbling and terrorists are taking control even of the West Bank. The Biden administration is not cooperating with Israel concerning dealing with Iran. Those stories and more coming up. Messianic World Update begins now. Shalom, everyone. I'm Monty Judah with Lion Land Ministries. Welcome to another edition of Messianic World Update. The day's date is August the 18th of the year 2023. In Israel, we've been following for several months the controversy over the new coalition government trying to make changes to the Jewish Supreme Court. It's called the Judicial Overhaul. Protests are taking place all throughout the country. Even IDF representatives and volunteers are resisting it. There's all kinds of calls to the fact that they think that Israel is losing their democracy. There was even hints of a possible coup taking place. Very traumatic in Israel right now. Netanyahu was supposed to go on vacation this week but had to cancel it because he had to come back and deal with the IDF issues associated with the protests. In particular, he met with Halevi and also the general in charge of the IDF Air Force. It was a rather tense meeting because uh, apparently Netanyahu yelled at these guys saying, what is the IDF doing? Are you trying to take control of the government? As we shared with you last week, there were hints that there were some past generals talking about taking control of the government. So he confronted it directly. As a result of the meeting, apparently whatever was going on has been cleaned up and straightened out. Netanyahu gave a very strong statement in support of the IDF forces. But the IDF forces have also done the following. An IDF naval commander, a vice admiral, has been suspended because he refused to do his voluntary duty in protest to the judicial overhaul. He's been suspended, set aside. There is another naval commander that's under review for the same issue. Now, we had heard about some of the volunteer pilots in the IDF Air Force refusing to serve, believing they're not going to serve if it's not a democracy. That's a whole argument that the liberals are making against the coalition government to the effect that what the government is doing is not democratic. The truth of the matter is that government was voted in by a majority of the citizens of Israel. They knew full well what their policies were going to be. Now that the liberals see they're doing the policies that the majority of the country voted for, they're claiming this is not democratic. All of these issues in Israel right now that are going on, these are things that have been building for the last 20 years in Israel. Because quite honestly, when Israel was first formed as a nation, they said that they were going to build a constitution that would be setting the structure of the government and how the country would be run. They never quite completed it. All they have is a set of what they call basic laws that serves in the place of a constitution for them. What the government is doing, what the coalition government is trying to sort out some of the controls over the judiciary branch of government that never were set up to begin with. So now the judicial, since they're going to have controls put on it, limits as to what they can do, which every branch of government has, 
they're getting upset about it. All the liberals are going crazy. So much for the rationale for it. The protests have come to such an extent that even Netanyahu is now realizing that we've got to do this in a slightly different way. So he has actually gone to the justice minister, Levy, and suggested that there be a one-year delay on the Knesset's effort to do this judicial overhaul. There's another member of Knesset that has stepped up and said, what we need right now is what is called a unity government. In other words, let's take the coalition government that Netanyahu has at the moment, let's set it aside. The Knesset would then pick certain members that would be in the government. Netanyahu would still remain as prime minister, they're saying. For the next two years, they would calm everything down with a very moderate, middle-of-the-road government so extremists on the right and the left don't have control of the government. I don't think that's going to happen. That is very extreme to happen. But there's no question Netanyahu is facing a great difficulty of keeping the country together, to keeping both the right-wing side of the country, the left-wing side, keeping them together as a nation. Aggravating the situation is there's been reported incidences in public transportation, particularly on buses, where Haredi men, these are ultra-Orthodox men, are requiring that the women that are on the bus, they be pushed to the back of the bus. And now here in America, that is a horrible sexist thing to happen. The Haredi don't want to sit next to a woman. We have the same issues on airplane flights with the Orthodox not sitting next to women. They're restricting them on what they can wear and attire. If you ever go on a tour to Israel, one of the things that you'll be told, if you go to Jerusalem, the ladies have to cover up more. They can't have a sleeveless outfit on, for example. They can't be exposing a lot of, of uh, skin. In Tel Aviv, that's different. You know, they don't have that. But the Haredi men riding on public transportation are demanding those guns. All this has done is aggravate even more the liberal position against the religious position in the land of Israel. I'm not going to sit here and weigh in on which is better, which is right, or which was wrong, but this does describe the problems that are going on socially within the nation to such an extent that they're losing the point of view of watching their enemies and what they're getting ready to do because this is all emboldening the enemies. In fact, the Hezbollah leader, Nasrallah, has specifically talked about a multi-front war of attacking Israel through Hamas, through Hezbollah, through Syria, through Iran, and boasting that now's the time to wipe Israel out. So those issues are very tender, as I've shared with you before. Israel's trying to reinforce the northern border. There are increasing number of incidents in which Hezbollah is emboldening themselves and irritating Israel in any way they can. With regard to the Palestinians, Abbas continues to become weaker and weaker as the president of the PA. Recently, he just went and had a conference with Jordan and Egypt to reinforce, get their support. The Saudis don't seem to be paying that close attention to the Palestinians before they used to say that was an objection. Saudi Arabia will never come to agreement with Israel, but right now there's the negotiations for Saudi Arabia and Israel to actually form relations 
and somehow those, the Palestinian problem is going away. So what's really happening in the Palestinian territories? The Palestinian Authority is losing control. Just recently, Abbas fired 12 of the 16 regional governors. I heard one commentary, and I tend to agree with it, that said that effort to try to clean up the Palestinian Authority and help with the Palestinian people is a little bit like, uh, let's change the order of chairs sitting on the deck of the Titanic while it sinks. It's not going to do anything, and it's just window dressing at best. It's not going to solve the problem. In the absence of the Palestinian Authority having the real authority amongst the Palestinians, terrorists are moving in. Iranian-backed Palestinian Islamic Jihad is moving in. Jenin, now the city in the West Bank, has become a hotbed of terrorists. Israel has gone in and attacked it, cleaned it up a little bit, stepped back, but the terrorists are coming right back in. The Palestinians that go into other parts of the country, such as Tel Aviv, and do a suicide attack on trying to kill civilians, shoot people, stab people, so they're coming from that location. It's a terrorist based in the Middle East, in the West Bank. So the question for Israel is, do we go in and really clean the thing up and then have the whole world condemn Israel because they've taken over a whole Palestinian city? Does Israel want to take over a Palestinian city and administer it and put the police in there to keep it under control? No, they don't. They want to let it be with the Palestinians, but the Palestinians don't have enough control to stop terrorism taking place. Huge dilemma for Israel dealing with terrorist and terrorist acts going on inside the land of Israel. So we'll see if they can delay the judicial overhaul, get the country calmed down again, and see if they can get on to the more important issues that are taking place. The Biden administration is their moves. Biden has always wanted to have some kind of agreement with the Iranians. And we just found out that there's been negotiations going on in Oman, secret negotiations, to form what they're saying is an informal agreement. That is a fancy word for saying that the Biden administration wants to set up an international agreement with Iran that they don't have to get approval from the Senate. If you have a formal agreement, a treaty, anything of that nature, the Senate must have the oversight and approval for the president to do that. At the moment, he's calling it an informal agreement, so he's claiming he doesn't have to go to the Senate because when the Congress and the Senate find out what he's agreeing to, there will be total rejection. Essentially, I shared with you last week that the Biden administration is willing to release nearly $6 billion in various banks and locations that they're Iranian assets that have been seized and locked up because of Iranian actions, terrorist actions, and so forth. So Biden is willing to release that and give them this money in exchange for the release of certain American prisoners. Now, what about using the money and what they're going to do with it? There is no question that if Iran gets that money, they're going to be funding Hezbollah, other terrorists and other actions, and they're going to be still causing the same problems in the Persian Gulf with shipping that is right now going on. And in fact, 
one of the leaks concerning this agreement, it turns out it's worse than what we first heard. One, it's not $6 billion, it's closer to $10 billion. Number two, apparently the Biden administration is agreeing that they will not interfere with Iran operations in the Persian Gulf. So those Marines that we just recently sent over to Bahrain, the reinforcements of the military appearing to get ready to deal with Iran, he's about to do a flip side on that and not do anything to curb Iran. In exchange, he gets Iran off of his plate, doesn't have to worry about it. He's not concerned about their nuclear weapon program. He's not concerned about what the concerns of Israel are. He's ignoring Israel. And the reason is because he wants to turn all of his attentions to Russia, Ukraine. He wants to have that for the next election that he worked on that problem and he solved that. So he's trying to push the problem of Iran off, get them to appease them, to let them leave things alone and the Americans will back off from it. As you can imagine, when the U.S. backs off from Iran in the Persian Gulf and those issues, the danger for Israel skyrockets. So... That does not help Israel whatsoever. Netanyahu is very much opposed to this informal agreement that the president is trying to put together. It looks like that's going to go forward to the harm of Israel. In other news, let me share with you that Israel just sold the David Sling anti-missile system to Germany. This is a brand new weapon system, great technology in it. It's both an endo and exoatmospheric interceptor. That means it can shoot down missiles. In the atmosphere, it can also shoot down incoming missiles outside of the atmosphere. David Sling just recently went through some other tests, proved itself very capable. Germany wants to buy it, and Israel is now going to sell the David Sling system to Germany, which revolutionized their ability to defend Germany against any potential missile attack coming out of Russia. So... That's a significant step, and by the way, a big boon to the Israeli manufacturing for their revenue that they need in their country. I want to share one last item with you. I'm sure you're familiar with it, and that is that we're now living in a time, and in, we're talking about the post-COVID days, when we got through the lockdowns and all the face mask restrictions and so forth, there were a lot of protests and there were a lot of people objecting to the lockdowns of the face mask and people in general were agitated with the government, agitated with one another in dealing with that. Now that there's no face mask restrictions and no more lockdowns, the general public has not returned to what used to be public politeness. The general public now is walking around generally agitated, willing to argue with everybody, and increasingly becoming hostile in the public forum. And oh, by the way, in addition to that, all forms of crime, from minor offenses to major felonies, are increasing everywhere, and not just in the United States. I'm sure that you've seen some of the videos on the news where there's literally mobs and gangs coming into big stores, big large stores that are open to the public, going in and massively stealing and shoplifting stores. And they're doing it on such a regular basis that major store systems 
are now closing their doors in various cities and just leaving because they can't operate. The problem is that the police aren't supported. There's not enough to handle these issues. There's no police intelligence that can see where this is going to come from. They're not supporting the police department to do this. Prosecutors won't prosecute these people. When they do get arrested, they're not punished. They're just released. And as a result, it just feeds on itself, increases more and more. It's now becoming dangerous because of the sheer frequency of these things going on in American cities. You have to be actually vigilant when you go out into the public. You have to be careful when you go to major stores. You may run into a criminal attempting to steal stuff right in front of you and deal with all of those kinds of threatening issues. There's a particular expression that Yeshua said when he talked about the beginning of sorrows, the things that would lead up to the Great Tribulation. The phrase is, the love of many will grow cold. And part of what that expression is about, that just common public courtesy is leaving us. It used to be that you would not tolerate, you would not hear a person in public yelling obscenities in an argument. You certainly wouldn't see people arguing with a clerk in a store and threatening and becoming hostile toward them. But we are living in the days when this is now becoming commonplace. And by the way, it's not just limited to big cities. This kind of behavior is happening in all nations, in all different communities. And there's a change, a spiritual change that's come over mankind in these days. We are living in the days bringing us to the end. This is the final fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, and it's rotten ripe. It's a very difficult time. We need to be paying attention to what the Lord said about these days. We need to be paying particular attention to what goes on in Israel, because all of the end time prophecies center on what God does with Israel in the last days. I'll leave you with that word of encouragement. Hang in there. The Lord says we're going to be delivered. So I look forward to that. Shabbat Shalom to all of you. Thank you everyone who listens to our podcast here at Line of Land Ministries. I want to remind you, you can get our podcast through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, and wherever you like to download your podcast. Thank you for being a part of our program and listening to what we have to say.